Hi, welcome to Digital Nomad Stories, the podcast. My name is Anne Klasse and I am your host. I started this podcast because podcasts have literally changed my life. Because of podcasts that I listened to years ago, I realized it is possible to live as a digital nomad, travel the world while working remotely. I since have started my own business and I travel the world. I am living the dream and I want to share my story, but also the stories of other digital nomads with you so that hopefully you get inspired and chase your dreams as well. Okay, let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of the Digital Nomad Stories, the podcast. Today, I'm joined here by Nick Cahoon. He works at AnyDesk, a remote working software, a software that I think is very, very interesting for us digital nomads. So he's here to tell us about his own digital nomad journey, his story, but also about AnyDesk and how we can use AnyDesk in our remote work life. So Nick, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Anne. I'm happy to be here today. Yeah, very exciting. So first of all, what is, what is your digital nomad story? Would you call yourself a digital nomad? I wouldn't call myself a digital nomad completely, to be honest. No, I have a girlfriend in Germany who unfortunately doesn't have the flexibility to work from wherever she wants, whenever she wants. That's why I'm still in Germany a lot, spending a lot of time here, despite all the traveling. So I would only to describe myself like as a digital nomad if I worked entirely on the road and no longer spent quite so much time in Germany. But just the basic freedom of being able to work completely from abroad gives a fantastic feeling. And AnyDesk in particular has helped me to work efficiently and securely in many situations when I was working from abroad. Right. So you did do some trips working from abroad and also traveling at the same time. Exactly. It's like I'm working uh, from abroad, like let's say four or five months a year. This year I've been already in Thailand for, I guess, seven or eight weeks. Yeah, exactly. Seven and a half uh, weeks it was. Last year I was like in Mexico, in Italy, in Norway. So many countries that I've seen in the recent uh, years, especially COVID was like uh, the biggest issue, not seeing more countries Right. Yes. Same here. <laughs> like everyone I talk to in the podcast, they're like, yeah. And then COVID happened. So we stayed home or we got a home base or, you know, it's a, a big event, I think, in everyone's lifestyle. But especially for us travelers, digital nomads, remote workers, it was a big change for sure. Yeah. But good to hear that you started traveling again. Very, very exciting. How was Thailand? Thailand was just phenomenal. I've been there like the third time now and I really love that country. Every time I've been there, I love the people there. I love the food there, the mentality, uh, the culture, the beaches. It's like for me, yet the best country I've ever seen, like for traveling. Yes. Oh, I agree. I also saw some people I follow on Instagram who are in Thailand now. I'm like, <laughs> Maybe also time to go back soon. Is it different now than before the pandemic? Yeah. In comparison to before uh, COVID, it was like much less people over there from abroad, um, especially as the entry regulations were quite hard. You had to do like a PCR test before the flight on the first day after uh, you entered. And then on the second day, 
you couldn't like move around uh, in the first seven days. So I uh, completely understand that many people said, ah, it's going to be too hard to like get the entry applied, especially as there have been like many, many documents which you... Um, so there's a lot of documents that you need to get into the country? Yeah, exactly. You had like uh, the Thai pass, was it called, I think, which you needed to have like seven days before your entry. And I got the feeling that it was like um, quite hard to get the approval, even though you had all uh, necessary documents. I just like applied for the Thai pass like three or four times uh, with the same documents. And just at the fourth time uh, it got applied, even though it were like the same documents. So um, oh, I guess that's one of the reasons why not that many people were there. Like, for example, um, have you ever been to Koh Samui? No, no. All the other islands surrounding it, but not uh, that. In Koh Samui, there's like one big street with like many, many food locations, bars, clubs and stuff. It was like completely closed. Oh, Even yeah. There were no lights in uh, in the night and one guy who lived there just told us he was feeling for months like it's like in the film I am legend uh, yeah, yeah. only guy on the whole street and he was like feeling like on an apocalypse I had the similar experience at the start of the pandemic we were in Phuket and I mean usually it's also very touristy but it was also the start of the pandemic so it was also it was scary you know like all borders were closing everyone's like what is happening here um, and yeah like that is very relatable that I am legend seeing you're like the only one in the street. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. I also like there was like the world was ending. <laughs> Not to be overly dramatic, of course. But um, so Nick, uh, during your time in, in Thailand and during your travels, you've also been working. Uh, have you been working for Anydesk during all of your trips? Uh, basically, yes. In the last two years, I just worked for Anydesk. And before that, home office or working from home wasn't that big topic in the company before. And as there was no COVID, there was no need to have uh, like work for working from home. So um, I did all of my trips uh, with Anydesk. Cool. Awesome. Can you tell us more about what Anydesk exactly is and what, what they do and why it's important for us digital nomads to also uh, know about it? Perhaps I can tell you a bit from, let's say, my own experience. Um, last year, I worked from Mexico and depending on the accommodation and location, the internet there is really, really bad. I remember arriving at my Airbnb in, I guess it was Cancun and wanting to work for the first time uh, in the whole vacation or in the whole trip on my second day. And the Airbnb was pretty nice and stuff. And you start the laptop and want to open the first program in your browser to work. I can remember it loads and loads and loads and loads. Nothing happens. Then I just tried to do a like test Google search uh, to test the internet connection in general. And the search took me literally like two or three minutes, just one simple Google search. And of course, working in this way would have gone really, really wrong at first. So however, I was able to connect to a PC in Germany with any desk. And with poor internet connection, as you just need a little uh, bandwidth for connecting to another PC and the work via this computer and the internet connection of the computer in Germany worked way, way better uh, than with the internet connection over there in Mexico. 
That is awesome. That is such a hack, I think, because we've all been there that you arrive in your Airbnb and you probably like, I usually try to book it for maybe a few weeks or a month if I know that I'm going to be staying there and then Wi-Fi sucks, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, that, and then what, right? What, what do you do then? So I think this is so interesting. So if I understand correctly, you need a little bit, like you need some kind of internet connection to exactly. make that connection to your computer back home or in the office or whatever, wherever that computer is. And then the computer needs to be on, I guess. And no, you can, as long as it's in the uh, sleep mode, you can just wake it on per the connection um, to just like put it simple. The screen of the connected device is transferred to your device. So you can work with very low bandwidth with another computer without having like a good local internet connection yourself. That's it basically. <laughs> awesome. And I mean, so important. So that also means that like, what if you have to upload uh, like a YouTube video or if you are, I don't know, if I need to upload my episodes for my podcast, that's also possible then. Exactly. If you like got your video file for, for YouTube on your local computer, you can just uh, like file transfer it to the computer you want to use uh, wherever it is and then loading it up with the internet connection of the other PC or the other laptop. That is so interesting. Uh, and what do you do exactly at AniDesk? What is your role in the company? Until recently, I was responsible for all social media content. In the meantime, we have split uh, that position into two positions as we are simply growing extremely and the tasks have become more and more and more and more. And now I'm responsible for all paid advertising on social media for AnyDesk. That means like both the strategic orientation and the operational implementation. Awesome. And that means that you can do it from anywhere you want. So do you also work asynchronously? So whenever you want or whenever uh, it is daytime where you are in the world or how does um, that work exactly? It depends. I know my first trip I did when I was at AnyDesk, uh, I really worked to like every time and every day just to be in all meetings that I'll have to be into. After like one or two trips, we just decided to set the meetings that we need uh, to a time where like every time zone is working and the rest is completely flexible. So means I'll have to be there for like two or three hours depending on uh, which time zone I am and the rest is completely flexible and free as long as uh, the work is done, obviously. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you just need some kind of overlap, but you don't need that full eight hours per day overlap, exactly. which is awesome for traveling. So then you can be a lot more flexible uh, on when you work. That sounds really good. What, what other tips do you have for digital nomads who are starting to work remotely? Like we already mentioned some things probably do a, a Wi-Fi test or like an internet <laughs> test before you book the Airbnb, had to learn that the hard way also. And then if it still doesn't work, use AnyDesk. Um, that is a huge hack, I think, that we can take away from this episode. But do you have any more tips for digital nomads or new remote workers? Uh, to be honest, since I tried uh, to work with AnyDesk by myself, I'm not minding or thinking about the internet connection in any way, as I really experienced personally uh, that it's helping me on my trips in so many cases. But uh, my number one tip, I would say 
planning organization and a technical, technically secure setup are everything when you want to work from abroad. You might think that it's like in this day and age, you don't have to worry about much besides organization when you have to work on the road, but uh, put the laptop in the suitcase, maybe a charging cable if you're like really precise and you're ready to go. But in my opinion, the whole thing should be thought through a bit in advance. How do I make sure that my and the, my company's data is safe? How can I combine combine my travel plans with like any spontaneous meeting that may arise? That's something you'll, you should like think about before starting such trips, um, as obviously you want to have some great experience when working from abroad, but you'll have to work even though you want to have those experiences. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What I also like about AnyDask is that you can also just like take an iPad, for example, like leave all your files on your computer at home, take an iPad so you can also travel really light like you can just bring hand luggage or if you have a laptop that is super light you can you don't need all your video files and all like the bigger files on it because you can just access it anyways so I think also that part of like the uh, preparation for travel I think is also a tip that I want to uh, want to just add to your tip of prepare and make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into yeah exactly I think that's that's a good one at the same time, you wouldn't wish it like to anyone, but when you are on the road, especially in other countries, the chances of the laptop being stolen or hacker gaining access to a laptop via an unsecured network or something are much higher. And that's the reason I now have a spare laptop with me when I travel, which I only use to connect to my business laptop, which is in Germany. This way, I don't have any like company data with me, personal data or stuff and can work securely from anywhere in the world and still access like all the files, all the applications I need in my daily work. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's also a good, a good tip to really think about that security as well, especially on the road. So Nick, what is your favorite remote work spot? I can't say why exactly, to be honest, but I really enjoyed like working from Thailand. Everything is like super uncomplicated. You actually have great internet connection everywhere. And there's a lot of to experience uh, on the side. At the same time, the country is very cheap. It gets uh, a little bit more expensive since COVID, to be honest. I was really surprised how much money I needed uh, the last time I was. Uh, but in all in all, I was able to save more money than usual, even though I was traveling. When I worked from Thailand, in all in all, I guess like for three or four months, like this year and last year, and no matter where I was, the surroundings gave me like super much of inspiration, even though I had the feeling that I worked more than I did when I was in Germany. Interesting. Yeah. So it's more of that recharging after work, probably that you got from being in nature, being at the beach, for example. Uh, is there a specific spot in, in Thailand that you always go to or do you travel around always or is there any... I don't know, like favorites there. Uh, I got some favorites, definitely, but uh, I'm just traveling around. Like this year, I started in Phuket, then went to Koh Samui, Koh Phangan, Koh Tao. Uh, then we went like back to Krabi, then from Krabi to Chiang Mai, and from Chiang Mai to Bangkok, and from Bangkok back to Stuttgart. Um, I like, especially in Thailand, that you, depending on where you are, you get many influences like from 
countries that are um, besides you like can experience a whole new culture uh, when you uh, compare like the north and the south. So um, I don't know. It's like, in my opinion, a great country to work in there. You have so many opportunities to work there. There are like small, real quiet cafes where you can work. There are some cafes right on the beach where you can work from. There are many like co-working spaces where you can work from. Um, it's still a completely other experience of working than just in comparison to like an office in Germany. Right. I definitely agree. It's, it's very different. And like you said, you have everything. You have the mountains, you have the ocean, you have the really like rural Thailand or the more touristy spots. Yeah, it, it definitely has something for everyone, I think. Yeah. And you can also make a bit of like a, a mix of all of that. You can go to the luxury resorts if that is your, if that is your jam, or you can go there for a day if you cannot actually afford it <laughs> and, and stay somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I can only recommend it to everyone to work once from Thailand if it's possible in some way. Absolutely. I agree. Do you have any trips planned or anything in the near future that you're looking forward to? Um, to be honest, I'm currently a little bit in the planning stages for the rest of this year and probably will go again to Southeast Asia. Like Vietnam is definitely still on my bucket list and I've never been there before. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some more uh, great countries this year, but uh, the planning currently is just traveling to Vietnam and then let's see what comes next. Well, I love Vietnam. I also talked uh, about Vietnam on this podcast a lot, especially the earlier episodes, because that was when I just left Vietnam. But yes, I think that would be so far my favorite digital nomad spot, especially Da Nang in Vietnam. And I like the middle, uh, close to Hoi An. It's so beautiful. I think if you like Thailand, then I think you're going to love Da Nang as well, especially because it's also at the... Um, at the beach, there is a huge beach, but it's not very touristy, I think, at least. I mean, compared to if you say Phuket or then it's definitely not touristy. And there's lots to do, like lots of nature surrounding it as well. There's also mountains if you drive a little bit the other, like um, more inland. And yes, I think if you love Thailand, then you're going to love Vietnam as well. I bet I will. Many people already recommended me to go to uh, Vietnam. They said, hey, if you have like seen Thailand already, you'll have to see Vietnam. It's like kind of the same culture over there. And yeah, my team lead is actually originally from Vietnam and he raves about it like every week. Cool. Awesome. So you can get the real inside tips, like the I'm, local I tips. That is do. awesome. I definitely do. Okay, so uh, after you've been to Vietnam, we can ask you back on the podcast and then you can share all those tips with us <laughs> so that we can also yeah, go. Love to. So what else is next for you and AnyDesk? Since I've really like come to appreciate AnyDesk as a private person as well, I want to show others how they can benefit from AnyDesk and its features when traveling. Uh, we are currently developing many more exciting features for remote workers, for, for, for working from abroad that can help me and you on all journeys we are planning and will have in the future. Sounds good. I, I'm excited to see what's, what's, what, what's more to come because AnyDesk already has a ton of different features. Uh, if you want to see all of them and see if uh, you can also use it in your remote work, 
then definitely go check out the website. What is the best way to find out more information for us about AnyDesk? We have put a special page of all the benefits of AnyDesk for remote work on one uh, page so that you have like all information quickly available. And if you have any further questions, please feel free to contact me directly, I don't know, over LinkedIn or Instagram. Okay, cool. So we will make sure to add all the links to your LinkedIn, to your Instagram, and also to the AnyDesk website, the specific page uh, with all the features that you can use for remote work. We will link all of that in the show notes. So when you're listening, you can go to the show notes, click all the links there, reach out if you have any questions. Uh, to Nick, ask all your questions and uh, also let him know when you listen to this episode. I think that's always really good to know. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Nick. It was awesome to hear about your digital nomad journey, part-time digital nomad journey, maybe about four to five months a year uh, abroad, what you love so much about Thailand and how you use AnyDesk working remotely anywhere you are in the world. And thank you very much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it very, very much. I would appreciate it even more if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts for me. That way more people can find this podcast, more people can hear the inspiring stories that we're sharing and the more people we can impact for the better. So thank you so much if you are going to leave a review. I really appreciate you and I will see you in the next episode.